Dear baby girl, today I want to talk about who you are, who I am. Basically, that age-old question that gets asked all the time and that seems to be the most difficult to answer. When someone goes, who are you? <laughs> if you're anything like me, your mind draws a blank. And it's like, well, well, I, I know who I am, but who, do I? <laughs> who am I? Well, I think it's really important for us to be able to not only answer that question, but to know who we are. Because knowing who you are will give you a steady confidence to achieve your goals. You will know who you are, what your boundaries are, and what you are capable of, and so on. You know, sometimes trying to figure out who we want to be can be easier than figuring out who we are. We all know who we want to be. We all have this image in our minds of the woman we want to be one day, the, the confident uh, achiever of our goals, whatever your goal is. You know, we want to be kind, we want to be loving, we want to be, if you're that perfect Christian, which doesn't exist, but we still kind of hope for. And you know what? Sometimes knowing who we want to be, it is, it's a lot easier to answer than who are we. But you know what? Let's try to figure it out together on this episode, or at least start to touch on who we are, because it is... There's no way we're going to be able to answer that question in one day. It might take, it might take us years to answer. But let me just ask you something. Do you ever wish you could just kind of like start over? Like, you know, a clean slate? Don't you think it would be easier to become who you want to be rather than having to like chop and change who you've already unintentionally made in yourself? Well, technically, you can start over. We read in 2 Corinthians 5, verse 17. I'm doing King James Version for those of you who don't know. That's the version I love. So 2 Corinthians 5, verse 17. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. All things are passed away. Behold, all things become new. See, told you, we're new. We're brand new. We don't have to go back and chop and change and cut out and paste. We're new. We can start over. Isn't that wonderful? So not only are we made new, right? There's this, it gets better. It gets so much better, baby girl. We've got a clean slate. We're now able to, to become that perfect Christian that, you know, is the most difficult thing to be, but that we, we will spend all our life hopefully trying to attain. Not only are we made new, we are now a part of God and of Jesus Christ. I'm telling you, listen to what it says in John 15, right? And, and in John 15, the Bible also mentions something about accomplishing our goals. Listen, listen, listen. Oh, this, this, this was exciting to me, especially, you know, with it being the Dear Baby Girl podcast where we're all about achieving our goals. <laughs> Look here. It says, John 15, verse I am the vine, ye are the branches. So that's you and me, baby girl, we're the branches. He that abideth in me, and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. For without me, ye can do nothing. Hello? Uh, look here. The same that... Br- Those who abideth in me, which is in God and Jesus, bringeth forth much fruit. Which means we're going to be fruitful. 
we are now made new creatures thanks to to Christ. We are now uh, able to be fruitful and successful. It says so. It says so right there in the Bible. Don't believe me? Re- read, read your scripture. And it says, for without God, we can do nothing. But baby girl, we know that. Have you ever tried to achieve something completely on your own without God? It is virtually impossible. Um, it, it's it really it truly is. I don't even know how to accomplish anything without the Lord. And you can see it. There's there's a peace that we cannot have without Him. You know, and there's this this joy. There's just I don't know, just everything. Okay, look around you. Look at the blessings that you have. You know, and I think 2020 really highlights, and I think it's served to highlight for each one of us, the blessings that God is working in our life. And it might not be the same blessing as, you know, the neighbor, but we're not worried about the neighbor. We're we're looking at our life, my life, your life, and the miracles God is doing for you personally because he's not a cookie cutter god he's going to cater to each one of us individually you know he values each one of us individually he loves us and knows each one of us individually it's not just like we're a swarm of ants and we all look the same to him and it's you know whatever he loves us he knows us he knows how many hairs are on your head or you know he knows everything he loves you like I mean, have you ever tried to count the hairs on, on your head? I know when I was a little girl, I think I must have been grade one, grade two when I first heard this. And I, I thought, I'm going to count. <laughs> I couldn't count to 100, baby girl. But, you know, I never I never got there. And <laughs> so just imagine. And that's just my head. I don't even know how many hairs are on my head. God knows. That should give you an inclination of how much he loves you. Okay, so he's inside us. Uh, We are now able, we're clean, we're new. God is inside us. We're able to be fruitful. Doesn't that sound perfect? And it's not even fantasy. It's fiction. I mean, no, non-fiction. Oh my goodness. See, I'm so excited. I can't even talk properly. It is fact, baby girl. It's right there in the Bible. Okay, but now oh, it gets better. Not only are we gods on the inside, but our bodies belong to him too. Say so what? 1 Corinthians 6 verse 19. It says, What? Know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you, which ye have of God, and ye are not your own? Right? So our bodies that we complain about as women... It's not even ours. It's not even our body to complain about. It belongs to God. It is a temple. The way other people see our bodies, you know, that is how the clothes you put on, for example, the words you speak, the words you write, the the things you type, you know, everything should be a reflection of God. So with that new perspective right? I'm going to ask you, how are you going to treat your body now? Now that you know it's, it's not yours. Your body belongs to God. Will you trash it? 
Are you going to let it rot away while you busy yourself with idle activities that just waste time? Will you use your tongue to curse or to bless those around you? You know, will you use your tongue to bless or to curse yourself? Because a lot of us, we are cursing ourselves and we need to stop. We need to stop. Um, But I want you to just be careful not to fall into the worldly habit of using God's name in vain and so kind of flippantly. I cannot tell you, baby girl, how often I hear tiny little children being vulgar. And I'm talking about four years old, three years old. I've heard um, moms on YouTube doing videos that they think it's so funny of, of these little children taking God's name in vain. I hear tiny little children uh, saying OMG, where the G stands for our most beloved God and not for the word goodness or gosh. That, and not just children. I hear elderly people saying it. I hear people your age, my age. And it's just this this um, casual thing that flies out your mouth before you can, you can think. And you're taking God's name in vain. It is... Like, why would you be so disrespectful to a God you claim to love? How can you say, I love God with all of my heart, and then in a conversation, use his name in such a vulgar term? His name is to be praised, it's to be worshipped, it is to be exonored. It, um, it is really, when you are saying God or talking about God, it is to to honor him. It should never be anything but respectful right I, I mean this should go without saying um i have a four-year-old and he's now in kindergarten and last night in the bathtub it came out of his mouth and you better believe that uh, i did come down hard and i moaned at him and i made sure he knew the seriousness of it and i taught him to repent so if this is what you're doing repent. If it is something that you find yourself doing often, repent. Apologize straight away. Sid Roth, um, and this is something I learned from him recently, is he lives in immediate repentance. We sin, baby girl. We do sin. But we need to get into the habit of apologizing to God straight away and trying to move away. Yes, saying something like that, um, it might have become such a habit because everyone and their grandmothers say it. So break the habit. Apologize to God each and every time. If you hear someone say it, just go, hey, language, you know. Um, baby girl, just to put, put something into perspective. The F word, you know, it's, it's pretty vulgar. It's probably like one of the worst swear words. The F word sounds like music compared to taking God's name in vain. I would much rather, much rather, by like a thousand percent, have my son say the F word than taking God's name in vain. That does not mean I'm okay with him saying the F word. No, 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 not even close. But, you know, just to kind of draw a comparison as to how bad taking the Lord's name is in vain, you know. Um, So don't use your words to disrespect our Lord. Use your words to 
to honor him, to, to show others how much you love him. I'm even at fault for using bad language, and I'm trying to, to change. And I am apologizing to the Lord, and I am trying to live in instant repentance, just as Sid Roth does, you know? Because I, I think that's brilliant. Um, just because, let's say I, I sin now, and I quickly repent, and I try. It's not just saying sorry and moving on. It's saying sorry and making an effort to change, right? And then five minutes from now, I get hit by a car, and I die. Well, I've repented, I've turned away, I've asked for forgiveness. Um, I've made sure that there is no one that I hate or hold grudges or that there's someone that I do not forgive. I'm able to enter into the pearly gates. However, um, let's say I sin and I go, "Eh, I'll do it tonight. I'll, you know, in my bedtime prayers, I'll apologize tonight. And tonight might never come. You know, what's the alternative? As a Christian, you... We know. We don't need to go there. Um, another thing. Will you dress in a way that honors God? And it sounds really strange. Because there is a lot of different fashion out there. So, And I'm not a fashion expert. And all I mean by honor God is. God does tell us kind of like how to dress. How to, to be. You know. Um, modest. And um, yeah. That's basically the word. And a lot of times you think modest and you think of an old-fashioned lady. But I've seen a lot of accounts where there's a lot of really cute fashion clothes that are modest. Uh, and I'm pretty sure if you are young and you know fashion a lot better than, you know, this old lady, you could modify. You know, you could maybe take one of the fashions and, and, and tweak it a bit. There's... um. Whatever you're wearing, I want you to picture Jesus physically next to you. Would you be comfortable? That, by the way, is how uh, I can also, how I, you know, with movies or music, how I go, okay, if I'm sitting here on the sofa and the Lord Jesus is sitting next to me, would he be happy that I'm watching this or listening to this or dressed like this? The answer, if, if you cringe and you go, no. Well, modify, you know. Um, Doesn't mean you have to be out of fashion. Doesn't mean you have to be, you know, out of date. There's lots of trends today that you can adapt a lot. There's so many, so many different trends. It's not like everybody wears the same, which is kind of a great time to be alive, actually, you know. Maybe in in our parents' time, it wasn't, you know, the case where everybody kind of dressed the same and... It was what it was. So I want you to think, how will you present God's temple? Right? It's just it's just taking pride in, in who you are, in what you are. You belong to God. But above all this, we see in Galatians that we are God's children. So, yes, he gives us rules. But our parents give us rules. Our boss gives us rules. The government gives us rules. So yes, Heavenly Father gives us rules. But He is our Father. We can go to Him for everything and anything. I know there are some churches out there that say to you, you cannot go to Him 
for certain things. Which to me seems absurd because it really contradicts what Jesus teaches. You know, we can go to God for everything. Uh, struggling to find a job, go to him. Maybe he wants you at home right now. You know, maybe there's a purpose. And understand that going to God and speaking to him doesn't necessarily mean he is your genie. At the end of the day, we need to be praying his will, not ours. And there are times where we, we don't understand why God is doing certain things or why we're on certain positions. But hindsight is twenty twenty. We're going to be able to look back one day and we're going to go, you know what? I struggled through that. But that exact situation that I was struggling with is why I am where I am now. We don't know in the present moment, baby girl, how we're growing or what what's happening but just cling on to the lord pray to him go to him for everything he will grow you he will have you where you need to be if you need to be at a certain workplace god will have you there if you need to be at home god will have you there just trust him and give praise for him there is a saying that i love it says while god while you're waiting for god to open certain doors praise him in in the hallway i don't know who said that but i i love that saying we are to give god respect at all times i know in today's society men are not given respect men are seen as this big horrible um just i don't know they just seem they are just presented to us as monsters baby girl when that is not the true and um so for a lot of people the thought of god being who he is a male and then having the modern world view that men are these monsters that is a worldly view that is not a godly view so if that's a view you are struggling with pray to god ask him to send you godly men at whether it be on podcasts or youtube or just in your life or maybe not maybe not as friends but maybe just you know at a coffee shop okay not 2020 who goes to a coffee shop now but <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> you know and for those of you not listening in 2020 and you have no idea what i'm talking about in 2020 there's currently lockdowns all over the world it's a second wave um and we can't go to coffee shops <laughs> for those of you who are not listening in 2020 um there are good people and there are bad people you know but good or bad believers non-believers we all belong to Jesus Christ we all belong to God and he offers each one of us he the salvation through Jesus Christ And yes, some people will not take it. It is our duty to pray for them. Pray for us that we don't backslide. Continuously pray for pray for everyone. That's I mean, realistically we should be praying for everyone. Um and if you have any hate or unforgiveness in your heart, pray for that. Baby girl, let me just tell you a testimony of mine. I don't know if I've said this before, but Years ago, I struggled so much to forgive, to to not hate, to it was just horrendous. 
and I wanted to forgive and I used to pray and pray and pray and pray and then I kind of realized that my heart literally felt like it was rock so I prayed and I asked God to give me a new heart went to sleep and the next day I woke up and my heart and to this day my heart feels like a heart of flesh and forgiving is so much easier I literally do not hate anyone which is I now um, I see people who are mean, who are uh, non-believers, who say really hateful things, who who say really crazy things, as blinded, which is what they are, and it scares me because a part of me is hoping that I'm not blinded, and that's a fear of mine. So while I'm praying for their eyes to be open, you can bet your bottom dollar, baby girl, that I'm praying for my eyes to be open for any deceit that I might fall to. Because look what happened. If you go a couple podcasts, um, like a lot of podcasts back into season two, my whole Harry Potter thing, and then go forward a little bit and you'll see that God opened my eyes. Thank goodness. Um, And I was set free from that. You know? Oh, I didn't even read you Galatians 3, baby girl. Oh my goodness. Galatians 3 verse 26 says, For ye are all the children of God by faith in Christ Jesus. Right? (laughs) So he's our dad. He's our father. We can go to him. We can cry to him. We can laugh with him. I remember being about like 11, 12. You know when you first start to notice boys? I used to have girly chit-chats with him. I used to talk to God about boys. I remember saying... Oh, wow, God, thank you for making this boy. He's so cute. <laughs> you know? You know? So it was, you can literally talk to him about anything. If I can have a girly chit-chat with, with God and, and thank him for making the cute boy that I had a crush on at 12, you know? Just saying, you know? And I, had, I used to have... No, I do have, again, a beautiful relationship with the Lord that I am continuously working on. As you do with any relationship with anyone in your life, whether it's your friends or your parents or your siblings or your husband, your your wife, your um, brother, sister, you can't just ignore them. You can't just be in the same room and be on your phone and expect a relationship to develop. You talk to them. You joke with them, right? You You tell them how you feel. And guess what? You know that sin that you're trying to hide, that sin you're so ashamed of? God knows. And he still loves you. And he's still waiting for you to come to him. Um, and you know what? That's literally just... that Today we did one, two... I'm trying to count the scriptures. One, two, three, four. Just four. Four scriptures. That, and there's a bajillion more, I'm sure. So, this week... Here's your dear baby girl challenge. This week, I want you to go into your scriptures your Bible, and I want you to look look through it. And if you have no idea where to start looking, I'm going to give you a little cheat. Go on to Google and type in, what does the Bible say I am? Or who am I in the Bible? And then make sure, if you like King James Version, to go KJV. And there's a whole bunch of links. Huh? How's that? Is that not the Lazy Christian Guide? And then what you can do from there is you can then open, you can go, for example, Galatians 3 verse 26. 
for ye are all the children of God by faith in Christ Jesus. And you can go into your Bible and you can read little, like, little uh, verses around it. Or if you've got version, which is an awesome Bible app, go into there, see if there are any plans, you know, on who we are. I wouldn't even know what to search up there. I, maybe, I'm sure that they'll have something like confidence or... Um, yeah, something like that. And do a Bible plan. But go into your scriptures this week and learn what God has to say about who you are. And build that confidence, baby girl, because when you know who you are and who you belong to, we belong to the King of Kings, the God of all gods, the one true God. What could, what could possibly bring us down? Right? He's got our back. Don't believe me? Read your scriptures. Anyway, baby girl, that is it for now. I am going to go and I'm going to leave you to to eat the word of God this week, to just enjoy the scriptures and just, just meditate on what the Lord has to say. I love you forever. Bye.